Hey everybody, we are so glad that you are here and I am thrilled to be with you. This is exciting for me to get to be here in Oak Ridge. And for those of you that are joining us in Kernersville, you notice I'm not there today. I am here, but I am with you, even though I'm not with you. We're together, connected through technology. It's such a cool thing. So I'm excited about what we're going to talk about in the next few moments, this week three of trying to deal with all all the uncertainty of life, you know, now what? Now what are we going to do for 2022, much less um, beyond all of that? And so what I want to do is begin with a question that I know you know the answer of, uh, the answer to, and even if, uh, you know, I have to cue you just a little bit, you'll pick up on it really quick. I want you to think back to your childhood. I want you to go back to the days when people used to come up to you and ask you the most common question that I think kids get asked, right? No, not the, would you just please be quiet? No, not that one, um, it's, which is more of a statement than a question, right? Because kids can't say no. Um, yeah, the, the question that is kind of the icebreaker. We still ask kids this question today. Think back. What do you want to be when you grow up? And really, it's a question of what do you want to do? And it's very playful, all the possibilities. You know, what, what do you want to be when you grow up? Now, when I was a kid and people would ask me that question, you know, I was an outdoor kind of kid, out, outside. I mean, you get up, um, and as soon, as soon as I could, I'd be outside doing something, anything, in the woods, uh, just getting dirty, uh, all, all kinds of fun stuff. But I, I love being outside. So when I was a kid, I, I had dreams of being like a park ranger. I could be outside all the time, right? Uh, outside with, with the animals and the fish, you know, maybe at one of the big uh, national parks like Yellowstone and all of that. Just great. That was just the kind of kid I was. I, I used to, you know, be outside in the woods with my Rambo knife. Remember the Rambo knife? The sucker was that long, and I was six and seven years old and had one of those on my side. Nowadays, a kid picks up a Q-tip. We freak out. <laughs> had Rambo knife. I'm just fine. Thank you very much. Anyway, that was free. Had nothing to do with anything I'm talking about. But So, what do you want to be? Little Johnny thing, what do you want to be when you grow up? Okay, can you imagine that question being asked of you? Yeah, you can. Now, you grow up. And when you grow up, we have the same question. It just morphs a little bit, right? It's, it's pretty much the same kind of thing. It really probably should be phrased... Now, what are you doing since you're grown up? What are you going to do now that you're grown up? But it's a little bit more sophisticated. What is my purpose? What is my purpose? Do, do you feel the tension that kind of adds itself to that? Gets a little bit more layered? You feel a little pressure when you, you know, wow, what is my purpose? Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. What is my purpose? Because, see, now you're growing up. Now you're grown up. Or maybe now you're past grown up, and you're going, I, I'm not sure how to answer that question. It's not as fun, is it? Like, what do you want to be? No, no, what is my purpose? And it brings all kinds of other things to bear, like um, education, career. You know, what, what are you going to do in your relationships? What is your purpose? Now, hopefully at this point in our series, 
you know, week three of this series, Now What? Where we're talking about how to deal with uncertainty. I hope you're, you're raring to go. You're, you're like ready to like, I, let me add them. Because week one, we talked about, you know, how to live by faith in the middle of uncertainty. Uh, week two, last week we talked about, you know, what it looks like to live by faith when you put legs on that and live it out. It's like following Jesus and walking with Jesus and what that looked like. And so now if you're, man, I, I'm ready. I'm ready to live out my purpose Walking with Jesus, living by faith. Wait a second. What is my purpose? Hopefully, you're at a point where you're ready to bring some intentionality to all of the uncertainty. And we've talked about uncertainty in this series a lot. But hopefully, you're at a point where you're ready to bring some intentionality to all that uncertainty. And we want to help. Now, before we go any further, though, I need to uh, bring in a couple of terms to this because when we talk about purpose in church setting and among Christians, there's a couple of words that we like to use, a couple of phrases we like to use because like almost with every subject, Christians want to come up with their own language for, for almost everything because it sounds more spiritual and holy and all that kind of stuff. So when we talk about purpose, often in church settings and among Christians, you see these phrases, God's will or the word calling or the calling of God on your life. And so you'll hear people hear people say uh, things like and talk about, well, it, are you in God's will? Oh, I want to be in God's will. I'm trying to figure out what God's will is for this. They're really talking about purpose. They really are. Or you'll hear people talk about uh, the calling of God on my life. I feel like God has called me this. Have you discovered God's calling for your life? You know, and there's a lot of pressure with all of that. But really, they're talking about purpose. And even though those are big topics, everything I say in the next few moments about purpose is also true. Whether you're talking about God's will or the calling of God and all of those things. So my goal is to help give us some handles on, 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 by which to kind of take some next steps with this. But let me let me deal with a big myth. Big old myth when it comes to purpose, right? Because this is why it feels tense. This is why it feels so so difficult and very challenging. And here here's the myth. Is that when it comes to purpose, there's one thing. That's a myth. That purpose is about that one thing in your life. And you better find it. Or you won't have purpose. Or you won't be living for the purpose of your life. That the purpose of my life, because you'll hear people say that. I have found the purpose of my life. You ever heard people say that and go, oh, that must be nice. I ain't got a clue. Purpose of my life. Right? I have finally discovered my purpose. Nothing wrong with saying that. But it's a myth. That purpose is just this one thing. One career. One job. One skill set. One opportunity. One assignment. And you must find it, you must figure it out, you must discover it in order to be fulfilled in life. And if you miss it, mm -mm. it's a myth. It's a myth. Now, now, what happens is this gets more complicated when you take God and bring God into the topic. Okay, You lay the God card on this finding the one thing in your life myth, and it gets really complicated and extremely layered. Because what happens is, um, we read the Bible, which is a very good thing to do, very good thing to do, and we look at the Bible stories and the Bible characters, and instead of seeing what happened in the Bible and the Bible stories and the Bible characters as descriptive of how God worked in their life, we automatically assume that the Bible stories and the Bible characters are prescriptive for how God must be going to work in our lives as well. And that's not necessarily the case. 
puts a lot of pressure. Let me give you quick examples. Even if you're not around church much, you've probably, at least uh, as a child, been exposed to the whole uh, story of David and Goliath. You know, David, short, you know, young David, Goliath, big, mean Goliath, and, and David slew Goliath. And we talk about that's why that was the purpose of David's life. He was a slew Goliath and, you know, and all this kind of, yay, kind of thing. And I remember as a kid going, I can't do that. And I remember, I remember preachers and teachers asking this question, what is your Goliath? What are the giants in your life? And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I don't have any giants. I need some giants, right? Kind of thing. And so I'm not quite sure that was the whole point of that, to allegorize the... Mm-mm. And, and then we do the same thing with the story of Jonah, right? Okay, we look at the Bible characters and, and we see what happened descriptively to them, and we think it must be prescriptive for what happens to us. And we go, okay, you know what happened with Jonah? Remember Jonah and the, and the whale, Jonah and the big fish? God called Jonah to do that. Jonah didn't want to do that. Jonah wanted to do this. And so Jonah said no to God, and he went this way, and God swallowed him up with a big fish for three days. Yeah. And I'm mean, like, oh no. I don't do the one thing, something bad's going to happen to me. Something bad's going to happen to me. I stay away from water. Don't go fishing. Right? Don't get in the boat. Right? right? That's not the point of the story of Jonah. We have did a whole series on that, actually. And then we get to the New Testament, and we look at Paul. Paul the Apostle, who's a big character in the New Testament, right? Who was an enemy of Jesus, killing Christians, Walking on a road on his way to Damascus, called the Way to Damascus. Okay, One day he saw a great light, and God came to him and changed his life radically and basically said, now you're not going to work against me, you're going to work for me. And changed and gave him the purpose, the purpose of his life right there. And, and then we look at each other and go, have you had a Damascus Road experience? I'm like, no. No, I ain't seen no light. I ain't heard no voices. What does this mean, right? And so we look at it and see that descriptively, that's what happened. It's not necessarily what's going to happen for me or what's going to happen for you. That's what happens when you think about this one thing. Purpose is one thing. And if I don't find the one thing, what if you miss it? What if you miss the one thing? You ever thought about that? If there is one thing, let's just go with that. What if you get it wrong and you make the wrong decision or the wrong choice or you head off in the wrong direction? Is then your life a waste Oh, yeah, 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 what can you do? I mean, as if God is in heaven looking down going, oh, you missed it, so close. You went that way, and if you'd have gone this way, like the purpose was there, and you went that, you zigged when you should have zagged, you bought when you should have sold, you sold when you should have bought, and oh, my goodness, we just all looked at each other and threw our hands up in the air, and we were like, oh, well, let's focus on somebody else. They're finished. Like, no, that is not what it's about. And think about it logically. How much pressure would that be? Logically, it just doesn't make sense. That that God would look at me and you as flawed, sinful human beings and go, I've got a great plan for your life. If you can figure it out, let the games begin. No! Right? There are 7 billion people on the planet And I have one person I want you to marry, if you can find him. (laughs) Go. (laughs) No. You feel that? No, we laugh. It helps to laugh, right? But when you're by yourself, it's no laughing matter. And you're trying to figure out the purpose of life, if you think it's about the one thing. 
What if it goes wrong? What if, what if you get it wrong? And, and here's another one. What if it just goes wrong? What if it just goes completely? What if life just goes nuts? Because it does. Because sometimes you think you got it figured out and you're in that job, that sweet spot, and you got it figured out and uh, family's good, marriage's good, kids good, bills are paid, everything's going, and then all of a sudden, tragedy. Somebody dies. You lose a job. Money gets tight. COVID happens. And then you're like, I, now I'm questioning everything. And I've talked to you. I've talked to so many people and they're like, man, I just don't know anymore. I'm questioning everything in life. Well, see, that's what happens when you buy into the myth, the big myth, that, that there's just one thing. And so when things change, or here's this, what about this? What if you change? What if you have a desire after doing this for 20 years, saying, you know what? I think I want to try my hand at this, and I'm going to go back to school. I mean, can, can you do that? Are you allowed to change your mind? Not if there's only one thing. Not if there's just this one thing. Because see, that's, that's a myth. Let me just let you off the hook. Relax. Purpose is not about just one thing. As, as we will see in the next few moments, purpose is often about many things. And I want you to get this. I want you to get this because I want the pressure to kind of come off you. Because some of you, some of you are, are right now, like in your marriage, you're feeling that. Right? Because you got married and now marriage is going crazy. And you're saying, maybe I married the wrong person. No, no, no. You don't have to question everything just because things go wrong. Right? The job that you thought was great, now it's going crazy. Maybe, maybe I got the wrong job. No, 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 no. Not necessarily. Yeah. So here we go. We're going to get this a little bit clearer, I hope, in the next few moments that we have together. But know this. When it comes to purpose in life, purpose in life is connected to the giver of life. The giver of life, Jesus himself. The purpose of life. See, I, I, don't even know, I don't even know all the details about your life, but I'll tell you this about your life. The purpose of your life is connected to the giver of life. The purpose of my life, the purpose of everyone's life. If you really want to get at the heart of purpose for our lives, it's connected to the giver of life. It just makes sense. Think about it. Jesus created life. It was his idea. He came up with the whole idea to begin with. He's the one that's going to know how best to make it work. So it just makes sense that the creator of life is the focal point of life and that we look to him as our compass. We look to him to keep us on course for how our life is supposed to be. The Paul, uh, the Paul that we were talking about in the New Testament, Damascus Road, Paul this guy wrote something phenomenal to a group of Christians in Rome. Just, and this summarized it. This, this is so good. It's like one of my favorite, favorite passages in the New Testament, maybe even the whole Bible. In fact, I, I have a tattoo on my body with this, and I don't want to tell you where. I'm serious. It's just right here. Okay. Look at this. Look at this, how Paul says. For from him and through him and for him are all things. Talking about Jesus. See, 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 from him, from Jesus. It's all, it's all from him, it's all through him, and it's all for him. You talk about the purpose of life. Here's the deal. You can't get at the true purpose of life if you don't interact with Jesus at some point. If, you don't, if your paths don't cross with Jesus at some point, you're not going to be able to get at the true purpose of life. The true purpose of life is not found in culture. Our culture can't figure that out. Our culture can't give that to us. They can't even figure out what to do with COVID. 
Mask, no. Vaccine, no. Five days, ten days. I'll just move to a different country. I mean, they, they, and they keep changing their minds, right? We all know it. We all feel it. We're going to look to a culture for our purpose? No. And here's the other thing. I'll just, I'll just say a couple things about this, and we need to move on because this, this is huge. You're not going to find the purpose of life looking inside either because that's big. That's big. Oh, just look inside yourself. Just look inside yourself and you'll find it. But doesn't that sound, this sounds all good. But here's the deal. I've looked inside myself and there's some ugly stuff in there. I don't think purpose is, I don't think I'm going to find it. I don't, I don't think that's what, you know you. Like you, that sounds all great and everything, but you know what you know. What you do know is not like, mm, I'm not sure that's where purpose, no, no, purpose is found. When you interact with the giver of life. Let me just boil it down to this. The purpose of life is to live in the way of Jesus. Ultimately, it's to live in the way of Jesus. He created life. It's all from him, through him, and for him. So everything in life should be run through that filter. Here's another way Paul says it and he, to another group of Christians in the first century. He says, be very careful how you live. Be careful how you live. Well, that's what he means. Don't live like fools, but those who are wise. You have a choice to make. And I think all of us know what choice we want to make. I don't want to be a fool. I don't want to do foolish things. Pity the fool. I want to be wise in every way, right? You with me? Okay. Then he's going to talk about this is what it means to be wise. You are wise when you make the most of every opportunity in these evil days. In these evil days. He thought his days were evil. He lived in the good old days. I'm telling you, if the good old days were evil... Our days are evil. Making the most of every opportunity. Make the most of every opportunity. Does that sound like one thing? Like, make the most of the one opportunity that God has for you. Make the most of the one thing, if you can figure it out, and make the most of that, then you no, no, no. There's, there are many opportunities. There's going to be a lot of them that come your way. It's not just about one thing. Purpose is about many things, and it's about looking at all things and deciding to make the most of those opportunities. Okay, great. What does that mean? He defines it. Not, don't act thoughtlessly, but understand what the Lord wants you to do. So making the most of every opportunity is connected to doing what the Lord wants you to do. And when, they, when he says do what the Lord wants you to do, you and I almost automatically go to the very particular minutia of decisions. And, and we don't need to go down that far, okay? We almost always go, okay, so does Jesus want me to buy the red car or the green car? I don't think he cares. Whichever one you like better, okay? That's not what this is talking about. He's saying look at every opportunity, every opportunity, and ask yourself this question. What is the most honoring thing to do to honor the way of Jesus? What, what is the way of Jesus here? H how can I honor Jesus in the, in the way of Jesus and honor Christ in my life the most? How, what does it mean to follow Jesus in my life the most with these options, with these decisions, with the direction in life? And the beauty of this is that any of us can live that way. Any of us. You decide. It's a choice. Every area of life. How is the way of, what does the way of Jesus look like in this area? What does the way of Jesus look like in my relationships? What does the way of Jesus look like in my job, in my career, in my finances, with my health, with decisions, with the future? Just the way of Jesus. In every 
area of life. So, let me bring all this together. And this is what this teaches us. Is that when it comes to purpose in life, it's less about finding it and more about bringing it. It's, it's much less about finding purpose. Purpose isn't lost. You don't have to go hunt for it. It's everywhere. Making the most of every opportunity because you can make the most of every opportunity. It's not about discovering purpose. It's about bringing purpose and making everything purposeful. Honoring the way of Jesus in every area of life. It's not hard to find purpose. You choose it. You decide it. So in, in a very real sense, you get to decide what your purpose is. How you live out the purpose of Jesus. You get to decide how to do that. The question is not, how can I find purpose? The question is, how can I live my life with purpose? And honoring the way of Jesus. Now, again, not just one thing. It's many things. So here's what this looks like. You look at your current job. Look at your current job right now and ask yourself, how do I bring purpose to this job? How do I live in the way of Jesus in this job? And if you have an opportunity for two different jobs, maybe this helps. Make a decision. Should I take this job or that job? If you're looking for the Damascus Road experience and for a lightning bolt to say, work for them, not them, you're going to be waiting for a while. And if you're afraid, if you take the wrong job, a whale's going to swallow you you don't need to be that nervous, okay? Here's the deal. Two jobs. Try this. Not, God, which job do you want me to take? Try this. God, which job allows me to honor you the most? And which job can I honor the way of Jesus most? Which financial decision? Which financial decision allows me to honor you the most? And be generous and, and, and help others and, and live within my means. Okay, okay. Direction in life. God, which, which opportunity? I'm going to make the most of every opportunity I got, but which one is most honoring to you? You see how that works? So it's not about finding it. It's about bringing it to everything in life. Let's go to the next step. Purpose in life is less about finding, more about bringing. It's less about what to do and more about who to become. Now hang on. What you do is important. What you do matters. But who you become matters more. And here's what I mean by that. Whether you take this job or that job, at the end of the day, what matters more of whether or not you took that job or that job is the kind of person you became. And did you become more like Jesus along the way? Are you living a life that is honoring to him? Whether you bought that house or that house, whether you bought that car or that car, whether you're doing this or doing that, the most important thing is who you become. Now, what you do matters what you do is important, but what is more important is who you become, which means regardless of what job you have, you can become more like Jesus in that job. Regardless of your situation, you can become more like Jesus in that situation. Whether your life is easy or life is hard, whether things are going well or not so well, whether you're in a great marriage or a struggling marriage, you can, be, you can decide to become more like Jesus. In fact, Here's the interesting thing. It's often times of pain and times of challenge that help grow us more into who Jesus wants to become anyway. Now, 
Who you become is so much more important. And this is so freeing. It's so freeing. Here's what this means. That life can change and you still be on purpose. Yeah, life can change and and bad things can happen and people can die and things break and COVID and all this stuff. And you and I don't have to start questioning our purpose. Even though things go wrong, we don't have to, you know, it's not like the sky is falling. I don't know what to do anymore. It's just, you know what? This is kind of crazy. It's kind of tricky. How We can come back and laser in on focus. But how do I live in the way of Jesus with this? How do we honor Jesus with this? Yeah. It's, it's fascinating to watch all of this happen. Life can change and you can still be on purpose. Here's the deal. You can change. <laughs> you can change your mind on something and still live on purpose. You can say, I don't want that job anymore. I want to do this job. And you can still become more like Jesus because that's the big idea anyway here's how i know this is true at the end of your life at the end of your life we will gather around um, caskets uh, or urns or, or whatever and and we will talk about you I, I know we will because i go to lots of funerals and this is what we do every time and i do most of the talking so it's what i do every time and so we're going to talk about you here's what we're not going to talk about we're not going to talk about what you did all that much Because most of the things that you can do in life, you won't have been able to do because the world is big. Most of the places that you can go in the world, you will not have been able to go because the world is that big. We really won't spend all this time talking all that much about what you did. Oh, they bought when everybody sold. They sold when everybody bought. They did this and they did that. Well, we may give it a little time. But let me tell you what we're going to talk about more than anything else. Who you became. And if you became more and more like Jesus, that's what we're going to talk about. Because that's what impacts us. That's what impacts the people that are there because they love you and you love them. That's what impacted them and that's what matters the most. Because that's what purpose is all about. Much more, much more about who you become. And less about what you do. And that's very freeing. So don't get hung up on, don't get hung up on the fine little details so much. Think big picture. Think big picture, okay? Because I think deep down, God is much more concerned about who you're becoming than whether or not you're a teacher or a doctor, whether or not you live in that neighborhood or that neighborhood, whether or not you drive that car or that car. He's much more concerned about what's happening inside of you. And all that other stuff matters, but who we become matters more. Lastly, purpose in life. Stretch your mind just a little bit more. Is less about your purpose and more about the purpose. Here's what I mean. Do you think purpose really is about you? I mean, we make it about ourselves. Because we put the possessive on it. I'm trying to find my purpose. My purpose. I'm talking about being happy and successful. Right? Is that the point? Is that the point of your life? Is so that you are happy and that you are successful and that you get what you want and you look back on your life and you like what you did and what happened with you. Is it really all about you and me? Or is there a bigger picture? Yes, there's a much bigger picture. It's not just about my purpose and your purpose. It's about the greater purpose, the way of Jesus that all of us have been invited into to learn what it means to trust Jesus as Savior and follow him as your friend, follow him as your Lord. 
to learn what and discover what that means and to take our steps in that, that's the bigger purpose, a good, greater purpose that all of us have been welcomed into. Let us not live with a small mindset. It's just about me and my life. No. no. My life is connected to something much bigger. And that's true for every single one of us. Now, here's the interesting thing. You know what this means? That we all have basically the same purpose. All of us have the same purpose. This is huge. Get this. The purpose of my life is the same as the purpose for your life. So let's just, let's just stop. Let's just stop. Beating ourselves over the head trying to figure out, I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know what purpose is. I don't. Yes, I'm telling you right now, is to live in the way of Jesus. The greater purpose. Now, the individual context of how you live that out, now that's different. Some of you are going to be in the medical field, in the medical profession, in the medical field. Then, if you are, then you need to figure out how to live in the way of Jesus as a doctor, as a nurse, as a technician, as a whatever. Some of you are in education and you need to figure out what it looks like. You want to be a teacher, and you love uh, helping people learn things, and so you're in the field of education in some way, shape, or form. Great. As you do that with that skill set, your job is to figure out how to live in the way of Jesus as an educator. Some of you are in construction. You're an engineer. You need to figure out, in that line of work, how can you honor the way of Jesus? See, that's your context. Same purpose, but that's your context. And Others of you are stay-at-home dads and moms. Okay, in that context, how can you honor the way of Jesus? It's about the greater purpose. Maybe the best question that we can ask ourselves is, how can I join the greater purpose? How can I best serve the greater purpose? As a doctor, a lawyer, an educator, in construction, an engineer, as whatever. You just fill in those blanks. We have freedom in the context that we choose, but we've all been called and welcomed into the same purpose to honor the way of Jesus. So the path is more important than the particulars. You and I begin to just lose it on the particulars, right? And I'm trying to figure out, just relax. Not just one thing. This should take the pressure off. Hey, listen, if you're in high school or in college and, and, and your loving family has communicated to you, you've got to figure out what you're going to do with the rest of your life in the next four months. Okay. And I, I get that. I've, I've been there. Then let me just take some pressure off. Yes, they, they have a point. You, you, can't, you can't just sleep in till noon every day. You, you, I mean, you got you to do stuff. You, you want to you know, live indoors and, and eat food and all that kind of stuff. So that, that, you have to be responsible. That, that's true. So you need to figure out, okay, if we're going to spend all this money to send you to college, you need to go do something with it. That's great. That's responsibility. But here's the deal. You don't have to have it all figured out. The whole trajectory of the next life, the next decades. You don't have to all figure it out right now. You can live on purpose even if you don't know exactly what your career might be just yet. Okay, Take some pressure off. Take some pressure off. Maybe you're in your 30s and your 40s and you're in that second third of life, right? And by now, you thought you had it figured out. You thought you had a good path. And now life is, is settling in, right? And things are breaking and things are expensive. And you had this plan and that didn't work and that didn't work. And now, but they died and that tragedy happened. And now life is set in. And, you know, it's not, adulting is not nearly as fun and exciting as you thought it would be at one point because now you're doing it. And you got kids now involved and whatever. Take some pressure off. Here's the deal. Take some pressure off. Okay? Just because things go wrong doesn't mean you question everything. Just because things go wrong doesn't mean that you're off purpose. You can be on purpose no matter what happens. 
no matter what happens. And the purpose, the purpose is to live in the way of Jesus, which often is going to be very hard and which often happens best in the middle of pain and problems. And let's say you're in the last third of your life. Let's say you're in those twilight years and you're looking back. And yeah, you do look back with regret. I don't know anyone who doesn't. People who say, I have no regrets. (laughs) They also have no friends. I'm just saying, they're they're arrogant and no one's going to be around. We all have regrets. You know, you look back and say, I wonder what would have happened if I'd have done that instead of that. I should have done this and that. Great. But here's the deal. Take some pressure off. Okay, if you go back and live it again, yeah, you would do some things differently. But you are still here. You are still here. You may be retiring from job, but you don't retire from life until the creator of life says you're retiring from life. So there is purpose. There is much purpose in the last third of life, and you bring it. You don't have to find it. You're not signing off. You're not tapping out. There's so much purpose to bring, to live in the way of Jesus, and to help those that are coming after you. I'm telling you, this should take the pressure off. We've all been welcomed into the greater purpose Think way of Jesus. Don't get focused on just one little thing. Think many things. And know that purpose is about what you bring to every situation. Purpose is not not just about doing this, not doing that, doing this. No, it's about who you become more than anything else. And it's certainly not just about you. It's not me. It's so much bigger. Let's pray. Dear Jesus, our Father, thank you for this. I needed this. We need this. I got friends here and and watching online that I I know they feel the pressure. Because things they got decisions to make and things got to happen, and I I get it. And those things matter. Which job we take does matter. Which house we buy and decisions we make financially and with our health and with life, you know, those things do matter. But what matters more than anything else is who we are becoming all along the way. Are we learning what it means to trust and follow Jesus no matter what happens, no matter what's in front of us? Are we looking at every opportunity and considering what the way of Jesus is with every part of life? And that's a life of purpose that you have called me to and all of my friends here to and all of us together. May we not just make it about us. May we know that we've been welcomed into something so much bigger. And may we choose to live with purpose and follow you in every area of life. And at the end of our lives, we're going to look back and see things we didn't do we wish we'd have done. Places we didn't go we wish we could have seen. And as long as we are becoming and have become who you created us to become, we win. That is a life of purpose. And I want it. I believe my friends want it. And every single one of us can choose it. In Jesus' name, amen.